I'm Carly. And I'm Charlie. And welcome to Coast to Ghost. Coast to Ghost, season three. Welcome back. We're back at it again with the white vans. We're back at it again with the white vans. <laughs> I feel like you said that last time we recorded season three, the, episode the, one. The, the, yes, that's why I asked. Yeah, Um. full transparency. We've done this before, like two weeks ago, and then we forgot about it. And now we're back. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yep. And just some audio issues, but this is going to be episode one, baby. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I missed you so much. I feel I like know, after I talking every too. week, it's like, damn, where the fuck? I know. <laughs> like, how many tattoos have you gotten since season two? Okay, one? No, <laughs> wait. No, none. Oh! Yeah, I know. I'm I'm pulling back a little bit, but not for long. <laughs> the roads have been closed like because it's snowing. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm a changed person. I paint my nails now. Yeah. Wow. I got mine done today. Oh, those are so cute. But See, I you're Vegas going for spring. I just went for a straight black nail polish. <laughs> See, I dig black. I always love a good black, but Ooh. I have Vegas. Vegas. Vegas is going to be so nice. Yeah. Hopefully I hear some... Uh, the last bachelorette party I went on, I actually went on a ghost tour, and they talked about a story that I have actually heard before, and I have recordings and everything from it, because I was like, Whoa. I could totally use this for the podcast, and I just have never gotten to that story yet. No? So eventually down the road, I will get to that story. Oh, but it's not I'm today, so excited. Like, no, but but it'll, uh, I'll mention it back. I love when you have, like, first-hand experience. Like, when I yeah. went to the prison, that was great. Exactly. That's fantastic. It just makes it so much real. It does. So, I did want to just start off this episode really quick uh, with saying, if you haven't listened to our season one episode about the murder of Skylar Niece, go check it out, first of all. Second of all, next month, May 2023, one of the girls, spoiler alert, but, like, not spoiler alert because all of our stuff is pretty much about murder, but unfortunately, uh, Skylar Niece was murdered and by two people who she considered her best friends, Rachel Showoff being one of them, and she will actually appear for her first parole hearing next month. Skylar's family and friends have created an online petition asking those to sign to keep Rachel behind bars, and we will have the petition linked in the description. Um, if you are unfamiliar with the case, again, just Go check it out. We covered it in season one, but it's like super important. Yeah, it was it was a brutal case. I mean, most Very of the brutal. cases that we cover are brutal, but that one, they're kids. So it's kind of like yeah. shit. Obviously not kids anymore because, you know, trials take a really long time. But at the time of the crime, they were kids and it was like, fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very messed up. Very yeah. messed up. But we're also back to a little new season, new us. We got some new artwork yeah yeah we do that that was a struggle <laughs> to get <laughs> it was i'm so indecisive and picky you're like, i don't think fault. you're picky i think <laughs> that we have very different tastes yes i feel like they've collided okay with this cover like they've collided yes, yes. well with this cover and i promise unless something major happens we're gonna we're gonna stay consistent with this cover art because this is what i think we've changed it every season now yeah which is not a big deal i feel like so many podcasts do it so if they we do. do change it again who the heck cares i don't 
Yeah, we're evolving. It's fine. We're growing exactly. as people. We're, we're growing as podcasters. And that's Pokemon. And that's Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to get right into our, not sponsored, but if you're listening and you work at Morbid Curiosity, sponsor us, a uh, little card game segment. So We love your game. Going, very much. We do. We really do. Um, first one is a little trivia. So the question is, what does Paul and pallbearers refer to? A, Paul, the Babylonian god of death. B, the stone which covered Jesus' tomb. C, the cloth that covers the coffin. Or D, the men who buried St. Paul. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know that much about Jesus. I think I want to say it's the stone that covered Jesus, but it's probably not. <laughs> it's C, the oh, cloth fuck. that covers the coffin. Dude, I just read a, a book called The Paul Bearers Club, and I was like, I know I should know this, but I don't. Hated the book, by the way. Um, but I think <laughs> it was all about Paul Bearers, so I should have known it, but I didn't. Wait, I'll get pause. a question right one of these days. Okay, so our conversation card is I feel like I don't like that one. <laughs> it's quite boring. Am I going the wrong way? Do you not like that one either? I'm. I feel like I'm going the wrong way. I feel like I've already done a bunch of these. Let me just move some right here. Here we go. Let me just shuffle it around a little bit. What is the most surprising or unexpected thing you've experienced at a funeral? <sighs> oh shit. Oh, shit. I have to tell this story, don't I? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so I haven't been to a lot of funerals. I'm going to be real honest with you. Um, not, oh, Thankfully, not a lot of people that I'm close to have, like, passed away. Um, but when I was a kid, my grandmother passed away, and we went to her funeral. And for those of you guys who don't know who are starting at season three, I have a twin sister, um, and we kind of hype each other up a lot. Like we honestly, once we get started, we can't stop. And it was like a really sad occasion because like, obviously it's a funeral. Um, we got through the service and that was okay. And then we were like in the cemetery and we were underneath the tent and it was like the part of the ceremony where they throw dirt on the coffin. And my fucking dad leaned down to put dirt on the car coffin and he ripped ass like <laughs> I cannot like it reverberated off of the fucking tombstones around him and no one said anything and I was fine and then I looked at my aunt and she's like red in the face trying not to cry I'm dying and we all just kind of like bust out laughing and um, long story short my uncle is very mad at me uh, to this day uh, <laughs> <laughs> like what am i supposed to do i'm six years old i'm right. pretty sure he split oceans with that fucking fart and like what am i supposed to do that's like hilarious yeah oh yeah um and you know i i think it was something like if this eases anybody's mind i think it was something that my grandmother would have also found hilarious she probably would have chuckled oh yeah absolutely for sure (laughs) what about you do you have anything that happened weirdly at a funeral okay my mom told me i'm just making this up 
<laughs> because I it might actually be delusion I've, but I've brought this to her attention before but I have a distinct memory of going to a distant relative's funeral in the big room where they cremate them I swear we were in it well <laughs> but my mom's like Carly that never happens but I can picture being in the room my Wait, mom's like, like no. in the room while they were cremating why would they put you in there? <laughs> I don't know, but I remember it. And I just remember this feeling of, like, are we supposed to be here? The answer is no. Maybe you, like, <laughs> astral projected into the room. Like, maybe that's what you did. And you just saw... I mean, why would you want to see that? Why would they let, like, a six-year-old in the cremation room? And... <laughs> The weird thing is, because now when I think back about it, I'm like, no, it's not real. Because I feel like half of the room looks like it would actually be a cremation room, but the other half kind of looks like the room in Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters. (laughs) There's no way. There's no way in hell that that's real. (laughs) I'm going to side with your mom on this one. That's definitely not real. (laughs) I feel like it was too. I did. I tell you, I took a tour of a funeral home once, yes. and I saw like the actual cremation thing. I can tell you that oh. there was nothing that resembled Scooby Doo. Is it big? Too. Is it big? Like, or is it a crammed room? It. So the room that I went into was like half of a garage. That sounds horrible. <laughs> but like, <laughs> there were definitely like hearses parked next to it. And then like, I don't know. I don't want to say it looks like a pizza oven, but that's exactly what it looks like. See, I have that view in my in my brain. I'll give it to you. You can have but, it. But like, in my <laughs> head, it was like a big factory room, but it wasn't like big, like an actual factory, but it reminded me of a factory looking room. I feel like if you saw it, it was probably because you were somewhere you were not supposed to be. No, but we it wasn't like, oh my god, Carly, get the heck out of there. It was very much like, as a collective group, we were all in there together. Like a field trip? But like, the people <laughs> at the funeral, like close family. <laughs> I feel like they would not let you do that. <laughs> okay, I don't know. That's just what's in my brain. <laughs> so I'm going to just pop right into... Pop right in there, just like you popped into the cremation room. <laughs> yeah, right. Into um, this this ep- the first episode of this season. So, as a p- a parent is someone who is supposed to keep you safe. Unfortunately, sometimes that is not always the case. And in this instance, for twins Ivan and Anisha Fowler, their parent is who they needed protection from. I'm trying to see if I like recognize the name or not i had a i had an english teacher in high school named fowler and i think that's where my brain's like you know this case but i don't think i do so on october 23rd 1998 ivan and anisha fowler were born to patricia fowler in pittsburgh pennsylvania ah pennsylvania in pennsylvania they were two of six children to patricia and on November 9th, 2000, so they were about three years old at the time, Patricia had made a phone call for an ambulance. Ivan had been severely burned 
and 46% of his body had been severely burned. According to Patricia, Ivan's older brother had accidentally burned him in the bath. It was then that doctors realized this incident had actually occurred on November 8th, the day prior to the ambulance call. Um, I'm not an expert on water. Certainly not as <laughs> as much as you are, but like, right. I feel like to have that bad of a burn on 75% of your body, it has to come 46. from something. Oh, 46%. Fucking dyslexic ass bitch. Um, forty six percent of your body it has to like be, be from something hot. more than hot. But water. it's also right. Like and I, right. Like it sounds it more like bad. a grease fire or something. Like to get to that level of heat. And it was um like so bad to the point that like they knew he was going to have some scarring or a good bit it was 40 almost half of his body would have scarring from this incident at three years old wow so at this point both twins were taken out of patricia's care but after a couple days they were eventually returned ivan would also remain into the hospital until november december 13th so that was a little over a month and he was about two years old at the time of the incident i think i said three earlier but based off of birthdays i think would have been yeah never mind it's two years old i just can't do math earlier (laughs) so the allegheny the allegheny county's department of children youth and families or cyf were obviously contacted about this incident but they actually never called police about it the cyf would actually have lasting contact with patricia in regards to her kids and would constantly be reported from missing from school as well So I am going to fast forward a good chunk of time. So that incident happened in 2000, and we're going to jump into 2016 now. So on June 20th, the police arrived to Patricia's residence on orders from CYF to remove all of her children from her custody due to medical neglect. Four of her children were reported to have serious medical conditions that were required to report to a variety of appointments, and they had missed around six dozen of them in total. That's, I mean, that's insane to, yeah, like, have a known medical condition and call and make the appointment and then miss six of them? Right. Six dozen. Six dozen? Yes, not six. Six dozen. Oh, girl, we're really bad at math this episode. Yeah. Oh. So that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, um, where I currently work, I know that we keep track of that kind of thing. Obviously, they keep track right, of it, exactly. too. And it does definitely raise concern when you see something like that. Yeah. One more mystery? Coast to Ghost is currently in its third season, and to check out our old episodes, you can always click on the link in the description to get to our website. Follow us on Instagram at C2G Podcast, where we post photos from each bizarre case that we cover. And don't forget to leave a review if you listen on Spotify or Apple Music. So that's like just around 70 give or take some appointments that these four kids have missed. So at this point, the police removed all the kids from the home, but when they reported this information to CYF, something came up incorrect. 
The police had reported they removed four children from the residence, but CYF informed them that they should have removed six. Once inspected again, both police and CYF realized they were unable to find Ivan or his twin sister, Anisha. Upon further investigation about the twins' whereabouts, remember earlier I said that CYF would, like, have lasting contact with Patricia about, like, the kids missing school and stuff like that? Yeah. So there was no reports whatsoever about Ivan or Anisha ever being enrolled in school. Ever? Ever. How old would they be at this point? Like, 17, almost 18. Oh, my God. Okay. Huh. Okay. (laughs) So when the family members were asked about their whereabouts, they reported they hadn't seen them since they were toddlers. So around 2002 or 2003. Again, we're in 2016. How does that not raise alarm bells? Like, I understand that this is your family. And like, Carly, I love you to death. But if your kids went missing, would I keep my mouth shut for like 16 years? Absolutely the fuck not. Right. Right. Like, no. I also don't have kids, by the way. Yeah. No. I don't either. I just feel like, I just feel like the way you worded that, where like, if your kids went missing. <laughs> oh yeah, Carly doesn't have kids, <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about anybody going missing. <laughs> I mean, they, she doesn't have kids because they're already f- missing. They're already so. missing. Yeah. So the landlord who rented out to Patricia since two thousand and six had stated that they were pretty positive that she only had four kids who ever lived with her, and that. She never, or they never saw a set of twins that lived with her. So at this point, Patricia had given uh, the police many stories on the whereabouts of the twins, stating they were staying with relatives in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Upon follow from the follow up from the police, they were unable to prove absolutely any of this. Patricia would then state that she actually sold the twins to an acquaintance named Barbara for two thousand dollars. But once the police informed her that it was a criminal offense to sell a child, she would retract her statement. How did she not know it was a criminal offense to sell a child right, in the first place? How do you not know that? Why right. Why did you think that wasn't going to be a criminal offense? Exactly. Like, you think that's something people... Like, unfortunately, it is something really shady people do. But... Yeah. That's why it's illegal. The police were stuck and could not find the whereabouts of the twins. And in an interview with a local television station, Patricia would name drop that her children were staying with a family friend named Cheryl Willis in North Carolina. She had said in the interview with WTAE that Cheryl had stepped in and helped and actually had taken them about 10 years prior. When the police questioned why she didn't initially tell them Cheryl's name when she originally stated that her kids might be in North Carolina, she would state that due to her learning disability, the interrogation made her confused, but continued to let them know she never sold their children, and they're not actually missing. This is giving me um, Kaylee Anthony, Zanny the Nanny right. vibes. Right, right. Patricia would then be charged with endangering the welfare of children, as well as obstructing a child welfare investigation and concealing the whereabouts of the children. This was in August of 2016, so just a couple months after uh, CYF came to kind of pick up all the children. During that same month, Detuan Fowler, the 18-year-old son of Patricia, would be charged with intimation, intimation, relation obstruction in child abuse cases, criminal conspiracy, 
obstructing administration of law or other government function, and giving false identification to law enforcement. Which, I know is a lot, and you're probably wondering, like, where the heck did this kid come from? Yeah. So, this is what happens. He would admit that he actually had contacted the police multiple times on different platforms, such as text message, Facebook messages, stuff like that. And he would claim that he was Ivan, and him and Anisha were actually in Atlanta, Georgia. He admitted he did this to stop police from questioning him and his mother about the twins' whereabouts. What the hell? I mean, like, that actually kind of makes me a little sad. Yeah. Uh, So two of the twins' other siblings stated... The first one... Two of the twins' other siblings stated that first one of the twins was simply gone and then the other. So essentially their siblings also didn't know what happened to them how do you i can't imagine i mean like like i said earlier in this episode i'm a twin you have siblings like Mm -hmm. if like as a kid if i have like i would be like where the heck did my my sister go yeah exactly like where the fuck did she go and i would do the same thing with molly it's like what hello (laughs) excuse me and like she had four other children yeah, and I guess, like, from their standpoint, like, if they're in, like, a survivalist kind of mode as children and, like, were raised in that environment, I could see why they wouldn't question it because it's better not to question. Um, but still, like, what the fuck? Right. I I would be curious at the very exactly. least. I'm also just going to preface this and say, if you hear, like, weird noise coming from my background, John's just doing some tire work outside. Hell yeah. So, yeah, if you guys are listening and hear a, uh, hear a little... It's it's not me. It's the drill outside. Um, Actually, Carly is ripping ass. Yeah. So. Just every every two seconds. Yeah. We have to keep pausing the podcast. <laughs> so, a social worker who thought they had seen the twins at a visit in 2006 would actually come out to retract that account due to the realization that they didn't actually think they did because who they originally thought was Ivan did not have that scarring that a child would have from the burn that occurred in 2000. That's very noticeable. Right, exactly. 46% of the body had yeah. scarring. So in 2017, a judge threw out most of the charges against Patricia. For the ones that stuck, she was sentenced to four years of probation and was ordered to pay $57,000 in restitution which came from the public assistance payments she had received from Ivan and Anisha after they were supposedly, according to her, no longer in her care. She said that they were with a family friend in North Carolina. In a plea deal with this agreement, the charges against her oldest son were also dropped. To this day, the whereabouts of Ivan and Anisha Flatfowler are still unknown. Dutchman had told police that in an earlier statement, that the last time he saw the twins, they were quote-unquote sick. Due to this, a police officer had testified that he did believe that the twins were dead. Detuan, however, insisted that the twins are alive and well, however, their location is unknown. September 11, 2006 is the date that is listed the twins have been missing since, which would have made them around 7 years old at the time. To this day, they would be 24 years of age. If you have any information on this case or the whereabouts of Ivan and Anisha, please contact the Penn Hills Police Department at 412-798-2011. 
See, this case bothers me a lot because this is some Victorian-ass behavior. Right. Like, like, how many cases have we covered where, like, a Victorian woman just decides she doesn't want her kids anymore and then they're just gone and no one questions it. And it bothers me even more that she got away with it. Right. Like, like, yeah, it just blows my mind. There's two kids. I mean, now they're 24 years old that are missing. Yeah, like, I'm that's what insane. Happened to them? Yeah. Where, where they at? Right. I don't I don't understand. I mean like I I do unfortunately think that they're dead. Um but I mean, I think it would be amazing if they weren't, you know? Like I think right, that right. if they kind of resurfaced and said, "Hey, I think that I'm this missing kid," at the very least, I really hope that you know, they were afforded the opportunity to get out of the situation that they were in and kind of grew up without any knowledge of it. Like, I don't think I would ever, if I was in their situation, I don't think I would ever want to like wake up one day at 25 and be like, I think I'm this missing kid that was in this abusive home. Like, that's insane. I'd rather just, you know, and I also hate that she was, the mom was so persistent about, at first she was like, I sold them. And then Every other time after she was interviewed, she's like, no, I did not sell them. I just want to make that clear, which also scares me. Yeah, I mean, like, saying something like that, you just don't straight up say I sold someone unless you right. you actually did it. Um, right. And then, and like, then immediately backtracking. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't, I, this, this is weird. I've never heard of this case before. And it's... Me neither. It's so weird because, like, we're, people just up and vanish all the time but there were so many people around them at all Mm -hmm. points and i do think it's another case where cps failed um unfortunately yeah i think that all of this could have been avoided if they actually like paid attention to to what was going on i understand that like they probably are dealing with a lot there's probably a lot of cases out there Mm -hmm. but to not notice that two kids are missing for like a decade you said it was right. like that is insane. Oh, well over a decade, yeah. Well <laughs> over a decade. That is mm-hmm. insane. And to have four other kids who are clearly being neglected and to still not do anything mm-hmm. about it, like I just I hope that the systems change right. by now. Because like I, mean, I guarantee I the workers are doing as much exactly. as they can. The CPS workers. Yeah. It's just like the system in general. It's just broken. Yeah. And the one thing that upsets me a lot too is they had the opportunity to remove the children it's even just the twins from her care after the burn in 2000 they had them yeah. out of her care and still decided to return them they should have done that the second they realized that those burns were on his body for more than an hour right exactly they when they realized that oh this actually happens like 24 hours ago that's like red flag that's weird. You know how bad that could be, like, infection-wise? Right. It's just right. horrible. It's, and it's three years old. And absolutely, like, debilitatingly painful. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I... I can't. Oh, like, I really I hope little... that they find some... I mean, I want closure for them specifically. I don't want closure right. for the mom because she's a right. piece of fucking shit. But, like, something to do you with know. it, obviously, yeah. like... At least, like, the siblings, I, I kind of mm-hmm. hope that they get closure of what's going yes. on. And yeah. hopefully with the advancements in, like, technology, something will There's a way, yeah. eventually pop up for them. But thank you for listening 
to the first episode of season three of Coast to Ghost. Uh, we post pictures related to each episode on our Instagram, which you can check the link in this description. It'll take you to that. It'll take you to all of our other social media sites as well, where, again, we share a little more information about each episode. You can also check out our website in the description. Again, we have a little more information and images related to each episode. You can also message us on our website. Let us know how you're liking the podcast, as well as tell us any cases or stories you'd like us to cover. Hell yeah, brother. And as always... Stay spooky, my friends. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Your giggle. <laughs>